Oh my gosh, you are going to love this episode. First of all, Nicole is amazing when it comes to reels. They're super entertaining. She has been a salon owner for 11 years now, specializes in balayage. What I find fascinating is that she's an hourly stylist and that's why she loves balayage because you can do this amazing work and be really um, stylized and specialized and she charges um, $120 an hour for that. And she usually gets somebody a transformation in and out in two hours. So you're going to hear all about that. She is actually going to be at the Sunlight's Balayage booth in the Orlando premiere show on June 4th. So if you're there, go find my girl, um, say hello. There are so many juicy tips in this episode. Nicole's also an educator and she's been on this personal development journey for the last several years. So we talk a little bit about that. The most fascinating thing is she um, was a teen mom and everybody was like, you need to do something stable and like provide for your son and blah, blah, blah. So she chose to go to nursing school and do home health care. And she found that she hated it because she would rather deal and with people when they're like happy and healthy and they just want to look beautiful than when they're sick. So against all the like naysayers, she um, went back to school at 22 and she said it changed her life forever. And, you know, she's all about like just being in the flow and following by faith and just going um, where you're led, which is, you know, totally how I, I live my own life. And I'm hoping that we inspire you um, to live yours as well and that you'll be put on the path that you're, that you're meant to be. And hopefully this podcast is a resource to help you navigate um, those waters when, you know, questionable things pop up in your, in your life. And we just hope that we can inspire you to say, stay true to you and follow your heart. So let's, let's jump right in. Three, two, one. Welcome. Hi, to how are show. you? <laughs> this is super exciting because I don't think you've ever been on a podcast before. This is my very first podcast. I'm really uh, excited and looking forward to it. So I was so happy that you reached out. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Because I know like you're super busy and you're like moving and grooving and doing all these great things. I love watching your Instagram. So if you just want to like give us like the 411 of like what you what you kind of do now and then I'll like ask you questions about how you got to there. Sure. So I am a salon owner. I've owned my salon for it'll be 11 years in September. I am a hairstylist behind the chair. I got licensed in 2010. So for last 12 years. Um, and I am also a Sunlight Balayage educator and also just like an inspirator in our, in our industry. So in the hair industry. Um, I saw that. So how did you get introduced to Sunlight Balayage? Like, did you go to a class or were you researching? How did you find that? So I did. So back in, I would say 2018, I made it a point that I wanted to be able to do hand-painted balayage because everybody, I just seen it so much time on Instagram. I was trying to always create these looks with foils and it would take me four hours and I still wouldn't get the results I was looking for. So I finally decided in 2018, I was going to take my education serious. I found a a sunlights class with Candy Shaw, actually at the Columbus hair show. And I took that class. And ever since that day, my life has changed forever. As soon as when she was on stage and she's doing all of her stuff, and she said, if anybody is interested in being an educator, um, apply before October 31st. This was on October 8th. This is my very first class. And I was like, 
I really want to apply. And I was like, but not this year. I'll wait until next year. But I did. I ended up applying and getting it. So it was amazing. That's super exciting. I saw that like box that she sent you like welcoming. Yes. It's, yeah. So he makes, she is, so if you, if anybody doesn't know who Candy Shaw is, she's absolutely incredible. She's super inspirational in our industry. She's all about the hairdresser. She's about hairdressers being more efficient, making more money, being an artist behind the chair, bringing value to your clients. And that shows in everything that she does from her hair salon to uh, her educating team, just everything she does, she does with so much passion and love and makes you feel really special. Well, I've never been introduced to her before, so I'm like definitely gonna follow her and maybe she'll oh be- Oh my gosh, oh my, yeah, she's amazing. You would love her. Yeah, I mean, and that's like why we do what we do. Like I find everybody in this industry is like so passionate. I've like yet to meet a hairdresser that's not like, I. Love, like everybody loves their what they do. Like they so love it. And I think I, in, in our industry, especially, I feel like you have to have that. I feel like if you don't love this job, you're not going to last. You have to love it because, you know, there are pros and cons to every industry. But I feel like if you really want to make a lasting, successful career, you have to ha- be passion driven over anything. Yeah. For sure. So where did your passion for hair come from? Did somebody inspire you and your family or? No, I think I was born with it. Like, so I actually, so I'm a teenage mom. I had my son at 16 and I, you know, I didn't finish high school. I got my GED, fortunately enough. So I got my GED. I uh, was looking into nursing school because everybody, you know, talked about how, oh, you have to have a stable career. How are you going to take care of your son? Blah, blah, blah. So I did, I started nursing school. I was doing home health care and I absolutely hated it. So it wasn't until I was 22 years old, I was just always drawn and fascinated by haircutting. Haircutting is actually what got me into this industry. And I was fascinated by haircutting. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go for it. And everyone's like, oh, you're not going to make any money as a hairdresser. Don't do that. How are you going to support yourself? How are you going to support your son? And I said, you know what? This was my motto then. And it still holds true today. If you love what you do, you're going to be good at it. And if you're good at something, the money is going to come. So that's what I did. I just went all in. I went to beauty school at 22 and my life changed severely since then. And I've never looked back and I've never regretted a thing. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Cause I, I feel like, yeah, hairdressers and nurses are like so compassionate and it's, yes. you're not one, they're the, you're the other. And if you go to school for one, you go to school, you might end up going yeah, to school. Yeah, that's so funny. And I think it's due to the serving aspect. Nurses just serve their patients on a different level. And we serve our clients on a different level. Um, nursing is I'm not as compassionate as I once thought I was when it comes to dealing with, I know that sounds so bad, but like, I don't want to deal with you when you're sick. I want to deal with you when you're coming in, you're healthy, you're happy, and you want to look beautiful. Uh, So I am serving the community, but just in a different way. So where did you get like your first job? Did you go to a chain salon or somebody take you under their wing and mentor you? So my first uh, salon that I worked in was actually a small local salon. Uh, my boss was not the nicest. I, I felt like it was really tough. It felt very competitive. It felt very catty. So I absolutely loved what I did. And I still do today, even after 13 years in the industry, I absolutely love what I do. And I felt like I was dreading going to work and I was terrified because 
I had felt that going to work, doing everything else. I had, a, I told you I was a young mom. So I had a million jobs before I decided to go to beauty school. And I used to hate going to those jobs. And I was starting to feel that same thing with the hair salon because it, because of the atmosphere that it was. And I said, you know what? I am not going to let anybody take this away from me. And so I opened my own salon just a year later. <laughs> so a year out of beauty school, wow. I opened my own salon. I know. And here I am 11 years later, uh, still going still strong. <laughs> now, what's the name of your salon? So my salon is called NC Hair Studio. I'm located in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And yeah, I'm in a small little borough called Etna, which, you know, is right outside of Pittsburgh, but that's where I'm at. Um, I'm in Pennsylvania too. So we're like Where three hours away. Pennsylvania. Oh, like okay. man's up. Like my, I'm licensed in New York and I have to drive an hour to go to a salon to, to work. So. Oh, okay. Okay. My son's as if by Penn state, Penn state's like three hours. My son's yeah, that's starting Penn state in college. Wow. Yeah. That's in yeah. the opposite direction, but yeah. Oh, okay. It right. looks like that. There. <laughs> Off topic, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. How old's your son? So my son is 18. He'll be 19 oh, in August. Yeah. My my daughter's 16 now, and we have to do the whole like college thing too. And she's a little it's stressed. a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> Does he know what he wants to be? So he's going for mechanical engineering. So that's well, pretty exciting. That's he's very different. <laughs> he's very different from me and my husband. So my husband um, is very hands-on. You know, we're tradesmen. I'm hands-on he is book smart <laughs> so very different so he got the best of both right <laughs> he does yeah yeah yep awesome so what do you want to like what would you say to somebody that's like um you know trying to figure out what they want to do or you know maybe they're in a beauty school for high school or they're thinking about not going to college and going to a trade school like what what advice are you giving to somebody who's like what am i going to do with my life so first of all, I truly strongly believe that we are all divinely guided. And I feel that every single purpose, like every single person on this earth has a purpose. And as long as we listen to our gut intuition, like, like hair was always in the back of my mind, but because society was telling me that you couldn't make money, you couldn't be successful. That isn't a great career. You know, I had to put those naysayers aside and go to beauty school. And when I went to beauty school, it completely changed my life. So I do have a very strong love for our industry, which is why I do so much in it. Uh, but what I would just say is follow your heart. When you have something pulling and calling at you to go for it, put all, go all in because you're going to love it. So you're going to be more, um, I feel like you're just going to find success and it's going to be a lot easier to, to do that whenever you listen to your heart, listen to your gut. So that's what I would say. I also would say too, um, don't think because you're not going to college that you can't make money. I feel like that's another big misconception is like, I, I just, I shared a post about hairstylists charging $120 an hour and people lost their mind. Um, but you can make a great living. I know a lot of hairstylists who are six figure earners take home. Um, doing what they love to do every single day behind the chair. So I would just say, don't ever let anybody steer you out or put their limiting beliefs onto you. Do what you feel in your heart is right. And it will, it works out. Life works out and it'll always be okay. <laughs> Even if we don't think it will be. Yeah, right. It's it's okay. so, yeah. I've experienced a lot of that of like, and, and even that's how I led to beauty school. I had an, I have an online business, which is 
you, I mean, you're doing stuff online. It's like a lot of work. And my a husband, lot. my husband was like, Julia, you're spending more on coaching than you're making on coaching. So maybe you need a plan B. So I was like, I know, let's go to beauty school. So that's, that was kind of like my ticket to, to go to school. And then I graduated in COVID and then I couldn't even work in a salon. And then I started the podcast and then I started teaching podcasting. And I was like, this is really interesting because I never, I told my business partner, I will never teach podcasting, no way. And here I am podcasting, teaching podcasting. I was like, that's interesting. I thought I was going to beauty school to like do hair. And then I was like, but it's opened up other doors. It would have like never opened if I didn't. You will always be led to your right journey. I never in a million years thought I'd be a, a business owner. I never, I grew up, you know, I grew up really in the same area that I live now. So uh, but you know, my family didn't have money. We, I was never asked as a child, like, Oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they had, my family had a lot of limiting beliefs around money and surrounding with money and earning money. So for me to be a business owner was like, I never imagined that life for myself and it just naturally happened. And I feel like, because I just, I got on my right path. And like you said, doors will just open and you'll kind of be guided and led to where you're supposed to be. Same with educating. I, you know, I always knew that I wanted to be an educator. I didn't know for what brand. I didn't know for what I I had no idea. And, but doors are just, just opening. It's just like, I feel, so I'm very spiritual. So I feel like God will place you where you need to be and it will lead you to people who you can serve on like a higher level. Yeah. And I've had some like people come into my life in the past even just the last couple months where, where it was like very serendipitous moments where it's like, mm-hmm. you couldn't even plan that. And I had been in a business building program that was all about like engineering growth and like being very strategic and having plans and following data. And then my best friend, my business partner was like, you can't engineer magic. Like <laughs> life is magic and it just like unfolds like the way it's supposed to. And that's like, what's exciting about it. You never know what is, what's around the corner and it's like more than your mind can ever even usually conceive. Yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent. It's always better than what you think it would be. So yeah, so I think that's great. So what do you see? You have your salon now for over a decade. What do you like what do you see like the longevity of that? Because I know in this industry like somebody told me one of my friends was like, you know, Julia, there's no like old hairdressers. Like you're you wear out like you don't become an old hairdresser. So like, what are your thoughts on that? So I will say this, that's not true. (laughs) I went to a plenty of hair shows and I've seen women in their sixties and seventies getting down on the dance floor that have been hairstylists for 20, 30, 40, even 50 years. I actually had a student that has been in my, in my uh, French stylist Academy program, which is my online business, my online program. And she was in the industry for 42 years and she is still behind the chair and she is killing it and doing beautiful work. So that is a myth. As long as you take care of your body, you take care of your mental health, um, you set boundaries, which is something that I'm really learning to do just this year after being in the industry for as long as I have. But if you learn those things, I think that you can have longevity in the industry. Um, I also am not a planner. So I'm, I don't have a five-year goal. I don't have a three-year goal. I feel like I'm going to be led to where I'm going to be. And I don't want to try to manipulate or create something and then limit myself or my expectations or, you know, like, I don't know the right word, but you know, I don't want to set a limit on my life. I want to just do what I have to do and just be led where I have to let. So I am not like 
don't ask me about a three-year plan or a five-year plan because I don't have one. I don't know where I'm going to be. I will be wherever God needs me to. I will be wherever I'm led. So. Yeah, that's like awesome. I love that because I kind of feel the same way. And that's when I went to school, everybody's like, what are you going to do? Are you going to booth run? Are you going to work? I was like, I don't know. I'm just how do here you to know? graduate. Like, yeah. Like, how do you know? How could me. you think that far ahead and say, okay, if this doesn't work for, and some people can, okay. I am not. I am very flighty. I'm very passionate. I'm very determined. And I, when I get, you know, my, when I put my energy into something, I go all in on it. I just mm -hmm. don't know exactly where that's going to be. When I opened my business in 2011, I never thought that I would. So I opened it in a much smaller building. Then mm -hmm. we moved, we got a larger space. Um, and then I became an educator. Now I'm an online business. I could have never have planned that for myself. No. I could have never have said, this is what I'm going to be doing when I'm in business for this many years. I, I just could have never thought that. So I just trust that I am in, you know, flow. I flow in faith. That's what I call it. <laughs> I love flow. It, it feels, I mean, that's like the perfect word for it. Things just like flow to you, through you, from yes, you. And it's just, absolutely. It's almost like an, it's like an energy vortex. Like you just like, get, when you get in it, it's just like. Just keep your mind open for opportunities. That's what I always say. So if you're open to receiving opportunities, you just, you know, take them, take them as they open. And only if I always say this too, I only do something if it's a strong, yes. If I have this overwhelming feeling of, yes, this is what I want to do, then I will do it. Mm -hmm. um, but if I'm kind of like, uh, I don't, this is all a part of me setting my boundaries. But if I'm just maybe up and down about something, I'm like, you know what? It's a no, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. <laughs> I I I have that on my website somewhere. And my oh. mom, I don't like when you swear online. I'm like, mom, hell is not a swear word. Hell is not a swear word, yeah. <laughs> Coaches say what worse than hell. Yeah, we can definitely use a, a lot worse of a word than that. But no, but yeah. So are do you, are you in mentorships? Do you have like a personal coach yourself? Like where did, where did you decide like you needed to like hone in on this boundary issue? <laughs> so I've been doing a lot of personal. Okay. So I really started my self healing when I was like 27. So I'm 35 now. So is that like seven, eight years, something like that. Um, and so it's just been a slow progression of being more aware and this past year, so in 20, when we were shut down for the pandemic, my business was closed for three months. I turned to alcohol and that's how I coped. And when we went back to work in June, you know, that out, that drinking didn't really slow down for me. So I, it was actually March 23rd of 2021 was my last day that I had alcohol. Um, I decided to get sober. And so I'm now sober over a year and get and focus on eating better and taking care of my body and meditation and reconnecting with with you know life in general and just really learning to be present and um understanding what my purpose is reconnecting with my purpose with my truest self and really kind of speak my truth and without fear or limitations mm -hmm. uh that's another thing I've, I've kind of switched how i'm i speak out on instagram um and before I felt like I was always wearing a mask and I said, you know what, I need to stop. Like, this is who I am and this is what I need to share. So I'm learning to be more authentic. I do work with 
plenty of coaches. So I have a video coach. If you love my reels, I've learned from Virginia Kerr. Um, you know, I, I work on my messaging. I work with Brandon Lucero for messaging. I was in, I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Brit Siva in the Thrivers Society. Yes. I've been in Thrivers since 2017. If it wasn't for Thrivers, do I think I'd still be in business? Probably, but probably a not where I'm at today. Oh. Um, you know, also mentorship, Candy Shaw, you know, huge mentor, Tabitha Coffee. Um, I just always look out for inspiration. I definitely work with coaches um, all the time. I invest thousands into my education each year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I do too. Um, if there's like what top three people like to follow, like on Instagram, candy or top five, like who would you recommend? Okay. So depending on what you are looking for, but number one, because right now social media is so important. Um, I would 100% recommend following Virginia Kerr. She is a video coach. She's my video coach. She is also so inspiring. Her podcast is called This is Virginia Kerr. She's absolutely amazing. Um, she's actually the person who inspired my sobriety because she too went through the same cycle. And when I was listening to her podcast, she, it was like dropping little seeds on my heart. And I'm like, okay, I think I need to let it go too. If she could do it, I could do it, right? Um, so, so she's amazing. I would also say for hairstylists, if you're not following the Thrivers Society, I would absolutely follow Britt. She has great... Um, inspiration, education. She's very informative. And then I would, I would also say, yeah, I would follow sunlight's balayage. So that's another thing. So I specialize in balayage. I really think it's important in today's age to be a specialist. Do you agree with that? I mean, I couldn't agree more and, and being so immersed in the online world, like I'm even thinking like, you know, my handles like life coach delay. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I love life coaching. That's kind of like another reason I went to beauty school because I was like, well, people like I can't go downtown and hang up life coach sign and people are going to like walk in all day wanting life coaching. But if I hang up a salon sign, people are going to come in all day and get their hair done. And then I can like fill my soul with like coaching people. Um, so that was kind of like a weird way of me wanting to do life coaching. But I, now I'm like, I feel like I want to do like life coaching for like hairstylists because I I get it as a business owner and as a stylist and as a life coach. And it was, and I feel like that would be like more marketable if I like introduce myself to people. Oh, like I'm a cosmetologist and a life coach for hairstylists as opposed to like, I'm just a life coach. I definitely think it's super important to get a specific niche, niche, however you say it, um, because you can directly. So this is what I've learned over the years is, you know, you're taught, you're only speaking to one person, but that one person is hundreds or thousands, right? Mm -hmm. So I also am a coach. So I teach hairstylists how to do hand paint to balayage. Why did I choose that? I chose that because balayage gave me the creative freedom to stand up, um, stand in my power, be more artistic, be higher in demand uh, behind the chair. So I do hand paint to balayage and French haircutting. Um, I also train other hairstylists how to do the same thing. And standing out with hand-painted balayage is like the way that I have done that. And I think that it's really um, important to have a specialty because that's what people are looking for today. They're looking for a specialist. They want to know when they're sitting in your chair that you are the person that is going to deliver what they are specifically looking for. And when you really have that confidence, and I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's vivid. I don't care if it's curly hair or if it's, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, once you know that you, you understand that fully 100%, you have more confidence to charge more money, charge your work behind the chair and just 
people are there not because you're the only available stylist but they're there because they want your skill yeah so that uh, the other day i was thinking what's your thoughts on like coloring versus cutting versus like doing both like do you have opinions on so that i do both so i absolutely love hair cutting like i told you hair cuttings would have initially got me into doing hair i just actually to this day i still think it's fun i don't know why i was just i was born to do it um hair coloring definitely took me some more time to like master lots of education lots of understanding i was terrified of redheads for like a lot of my career well in the beginning i should say like the first two years if you brought me in a picture of a red my heart sank I'm like, oh my gosh. So what I did was I dove so deep into red color and, and I learned it and now I love reds. But, um, and then I kind of slowly transitioned. So I do think that you as an artist behind a chair, you're going to evolve. You're gonna find things that you love to do. I've always personally been drawn to, I feel like the balance, so I'm a Libra. Libra is all about balance, harmony, flow. And I feel like that's what balayage is. It's just this soft, energetic flow. So per, I think that there's some stylists who are just hair cutters or some stylists that are just colors. I don't think there's a right or wrong. I think that you should, as long as you're charging your worth, like if you're just going to be hair cutting and it takes you, you know, you invest a lot of your time into it, you need to be charging appropriately for that. You know, same with a colorist, you've got to charge appropriately. Um, but I don't think there's any right or wrong. I, I really don't. I think it's all depending on what you like to do as an individual. Yeah, that makes sense. My teacher, Miss Laurie, used to always say, uh, it doesn't make, uh, it's like, yeah, it's not right or wrong. It's just, you have to find what's right for you. So. You have to find what's right for you. Yes. And I feel like, so you just got out of beauty school. Um, you said like two years ago, right? Yeah. Okay. So when I was in beauty school, they would teach us to be the jack of all trades. When I first started in my salon, I had to do everything. And I was not allowed to say that I didn't do it. And I was always told if you're going to be a successful hairstylist, you have to know how to do everything. So I did everything from kids cuts to roller sets, to bridal styles, to makeup, to pedicures, to hair. I was not happy. <laughs> I was not happy doing everything. And yeah. it wasn't until I gained more confidence as an artist myself to say, you know what? I don't have to do all of this. I can really, really be good at the things that I absolutely love and yeah. the clients who are looking for that specifically are gonna be in my chair. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, I know I, I interviewed at a salon that was like a spa and she was like, do you do waxing? And I was like, I can. And she's like, do you do lashes? I can, do you do nails and pedicures? I, I can, and then I was like, wait, what? I was like, that doesn't really fall into like my bigger mission yeah. of like what I'm doing. So and I'm what like- What you wanna do. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think that that's so important that you know that too, as a stylist looking for a salon to go to, to work, um, make sure that you look around is, does it fit your vibe? You know, don't just go to the hair salon because you think it's the best one in your area, because it might be the best in your area. It might be this, or it might be all of these things, but if you're not going to thrive in that environment, then it's not, you know, then it doesn't have to be for you. There's always other, you know, there's something for everybody out there. So what, like, speaking of salon and products and what's for you, what are your favorite, like, go-to, like, tools, color, any kind of stuff like that? So I personally use Matrix hair color. I use Sunlight's Balayage for my clay lightener and my foil lightener. So Sunlight's Balayage just came out with a, the very first Kaolin clay foil lightener. It's called Moonlight's. It's, like, so amazing. It's so creamy and consistent. Um, you get a, a great lift. 
Um, and then I use living proof styling products. I also have been working with the crew recently and I love it. And then sunlight also has a wet line. So I use their violet frost, their blue and creme, and then their rose and blush, um, their shampoos and conditioners. So I think that they're amazing. I also love K18. I don't know if you've worked with K18 at all. Um, but they're like, so they're a bond protector, like an Olaplex, but the technology is different. And I love both companies, but I will tell you, I've been working with K18 and I absolutely love it. Yeah, they were at the, I was at, B, do you go to share any behind the, uh, behind the scenes, behind the chair, I went to the BTC and they had a booth there. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I'll be at the Orlando hair show in June. So oh I'm yeah, that's coming that. up like in a couple of weeks really soon. Yeah, June yeah. 4th, I'll be in Orlando. Oh, cause you're going to be at the sunlight. Are you going to be at the sunlight? I will be at the sunlight group. Yeah. 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 My friends are going to be, I, I love Jack wind color and my friends are going to yeah. be at that booth. Yeah. Doing that stuff there. Um, I haven't been to that show yet. I got tickets for it, but then I'm going to go to the one in Columbus, I think in October. I love Columbus. So that's when I always go to, I was just, I was invited to go to Orlando. So this is my yeah. first time going to Orlando as well. That's exciting. So. And that's like, Orlando's big. Like it's going to be way bigger. Orlando's a big show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, I heard it's like one of the largest in our country. I've, like I said, I've never been there. So I'm really looking forward to it. I haven't been to a hair show in two years because of COVID. So I'm really excited that we're getting back on track with life and things are opening up and we can just start like getting the hands on education again. Like I'm really excited about it. What was besides the sunlight? What was like the last hands on education class you took? Uh, so French haircutting is what I did. So and I'm actually going again in July. So right before the shutdown, I took Candy Shaw's uh, French cutting camp. And that was February 2020. And two weeks later, we were shut down. So that was my last hands-on class that I personally took. Wait, what is, is what is French cutting? Cause I haven't heard of that. Is that like, okay. So French hair cutting? No, it is a style of hair cutting. So it is less angular than traditional British cutting. So a lot that what we are taught in beauty school were palm to palm cutting, right? So we like hold our shears like this. French cutting is all about the angles, all about the technique. It's different body position. Um, it flows just how balayage is very soft and flowy and natural. French haircutting is the same thing, but as far as your haircut. So each haircut can be styled four to five different ways. It's very soft. The grow out is seamless. Um, ever since I transitioned, it's like blown my mind and my clients absolutely love it. Okay. That's cool. So who do I, who do I like, who, who's that mentor for that? So that is also Candy Shaw as well. So she has a French cutting camp. Yep. So she does French hair cutting and she does French balayage, which, you know, balayage is French. So um, they both go hand in hand. And yeah, so that's where I went. It's called Candy's Cut Camp. Okay. So you I'm definitely like, have to follow the I know. name on Instagram is the Bali Lama. So it's the, and then B-A-L-A-Y and then L-A-M-A. Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. Everybody has that. Yeah, yeah, no, I saw her. She's like super cute and all, like all her her yellow. She would love my yeah, glasses. Yeah, she would love. That's why I said I love your glasses. She would love your glasses. Everything is yellow now. Yeah, I'll be excited <laughs> when I, if I ever go meet her, like she'll be like, yeah, you got the sunshine. And French cutting is actually beautiful for curly hair. I noticed your beautiful curls and French well, cutting I is have amazing. Enhanced, but yeah, and I want to, I was going to go take a, res have you heard of Rezo cuts? Rezo? I have not. Mm -mm. It's in New York City because I was trying to get, there's not too many people that certify for curls and I really want to know like how to do curls. So I know there's Diva Curl, Rezo, a Wee mm -hmm. Dad. I looked into Wee Dad, but they, 
like you have to buy in to their whole product line. And I was like, I'm not into that. Like, I just, I want to learn and be, you want to learn the cutting. Yeah. I don't want to have to only learn when I buy all your product. Like, mm. right, right, right. Yeah. I'm like, so I'm not like never buying your products. We dad, right. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so for shears, like, do you have like go-to brand or size or so I use my French cutting shears. They are seven and a half inches. They're a curved shear. Um, so that's what I cut with. I also use, I have a few pair of Hanzo shears and, but I absolutely love Sensi it would be my second favorite to like my, so my French cutting shears, just like my traditional German steel. Um, you know, that's what I do all of my cutting, but I do all of my detailing with my Sensi's and my Hanzo's. I think I need some detailing shears. Yeah. Yep. I, oh my gosh. I have, uh, that's another thing I said, like my one scissor case that holds four pair of scissors is over $5,000. Yeah. <laughs> like, people do not believe, like they would never expect our shears right. to be, but you know what? It makes a difference with hair cutting. Um, if you get cut with a dull, cheap pair of shears, you will have split ends and frizz in two weeks. So whenever people say, oh, it doesn't matter what type of hair, um, hair scissors that you use uh yes it does because how you cut that hair cuticle is depending on how it's going to last you for the next six to eight weeks yeah and i re i realized that too when i when i got my own shears in in school and they you know they were brand new and they cut fine and and i was like oh my gosh all these stylists i've been going to i'm like i wonder if their scissors were sharp how old they were because i would go to get a trim and then i would still have split ends like right away and I was always like yeah wondering if it's that or if they just didn't take enough off <laughs> no yeah so that I know that makes sense too um uh okay so shears tool uh any favorite hot tools like wand I, iron, I'm so wire. like I'm so kind of old school with my Marcel iron so <laughs> okay, a little clickety click action yeah, I know I do I do I yeah I can't give it up. Like, it's just, I'm faster with it. I don't know what it is. I'm just faster with the, with the Marcel. And I'm all about time efficiency. Do you do any practice? Time is money. I do. I, I used to, but I do not. I solely yeah. focus on um, dimensional hair color, multidimensional balayage. hair color and French hair cutting. Um, not just balayage. Like I will still incorporate foils. Um, it's just more of, I definitely cater to a certain look. Like if you want multidimensional hair color, if you want flowy hair color, um, seamless blend. Uh, that's what I do. I'm a very soft, but soft blend, but bold impact type of hairstylist. Welcome to Mercury Retrograde. Um, yeah, this is- Oh, that would be, because my business partner, she texted, the first thing this morning, she texted me, she's like, my internet's out. I was like, well, that just means like you've been working too much and you should like- be Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we oh. can thank Mercury Retrograde for that. <laughs> Okay, thank you. Thank you, Mercury. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I think I got a lot of my questions um, answered. Um, I one thing I do like to ask people is like, a, do you remember like an extra special like touching moment in your career, like that kind of like left a mark on you or somebody you worked with or client? Um, I mean, I feel like as I mean, I've been doing this for a long time. Like I said, I've been behind the chair for twelve years. Um, there's been a lot of of touching moments, you know, I, I did do weddings, you know, I, I did clients weddings. Um, so getting them ready, I, there's definitely been a lot of clients that I've been with and I still have today, but for years and when I do their hair for the wedding and I see their makeup and their hair done, I will just start to cry because I'm always, I'm a crier. Um, so that always, um, seeing kids off to college, like 
we get to experience so many good things with our clients. Um, and we're a part of all of it because they're always coming in. They have to make sure that their hair looks good for their kids' graduation. They have to make sure their hair looks good for their weddings. They have to make sure that their hair looks good for you know, family reunions, picnics. So I just think that I think that we're really fortunate in a sense that we get to really build connections with people and they rely so much on us. So there's so many, there's so many special moments that I've had um, in my career. I've been very, very blessed. And yeah, so I wouldn't say that there's like one thing. Um, Now I have met mentors like for myself. So Tabitha Coffee, I will never forget. I went to the Columbus, uh, one of her classes she was having in Columbus. And I had like an awful morning. I like we were halfway to Ohio. I realized I forgot my purse. So we had to go all the way back to Pittsburgh. Oh we go all the way back. It was a mess. So, um, but anyways, we get in, we're very defeated. My husband and I, we like instantly go and sit at the bar and we walk in and there's Tabitha Coffee, Christopher Benson. And um, we had five hours of like hanging out with like the two most That's amazing so cool. people. Um, and I actually had both of the, so Tabitha Coffee, I actually won, um, a zoom call with her. So I had an hour coaching call with her, um, oh at my, my salon. So it was through zoom, but I was able to walk wow. around my salon. Um, and then I had Christopher Benson come into my salon. I've been extremely blessed. I also being invited, you know, becoming an educator, going to Candy Shaw's house, seeing how she lives, being in her environment. I've just had so many amazing opportunities. So that's why I say like, don't ever cut yourself short. Um, be open to the opportunities that are there. Um, yeah. And, and that's it. Like, there's just so many amazing things. Yeah, I think you're a true, a true testament to that of that, like life, you know, life is not happening to you. It's to happening. You. It's happening for, for you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And when things don't turn out, like, if you, you know, you're thinking something didn't happen or something, it's all because there's a better, there's a better plan. Mm -hmm. There's always something better waiting for you around the corner. So I just would just strongly say, you know, just to have, um, yeah, just to, to just stay on course and don't limit yourself. So I am from like a small little town, like inside of Pittsburgh and to not limit yourself or your beliefs or what you think you're capable of doing, especially with social media today. So you can reach anybody. Yeah, for sure. And you're, I love watching your, um, your reels, like you're, you're, you're real good at that. <laughs> I'm real good at reels. I'm telling you, follow Virginia Kerr. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And just even those like little tips, like and what's the difference between a stylist who charges 60? Oh, I remember that. $60 per hour versus 120. Yep. And you know what? I think yep. you honestly popped up because, you know, I think you were populated in my um, home tab on Instagram. I think that's how I found okay. you. Okay. Or yeah, it would have been so, a real like in Facebook, but I think the algorithm is working in your favor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I really think it's just putting out um again my authentic message, like just you know, what is the difference between a hairstylist who charges sixty dollars an hour versus 120? And everybody would expect me to say, Oh, years of experience. But the problem with that statement is that I know hairstylists that have been doing hair for 20, 25 years who are still charging the same that they were 20 years ago. So being a successful hairstylist to me does not mean the years behind the chair, but it means your confidence level, how much education you're willing to invest in yourself. To me, that's what's going to set you apart. That's what's going to, um, you know, 
have you charge your worth and be successful. I, I don't think it has anything to do with yours, man, the chart. I opened my own business one year out of beauty school. If I right. would listen to, oh, you can't do that if, if you don't have the experience. Well, that's not true because it, it worked. It worked for me. So. Yeah. And that's how you get the experience. So tell me about the French Stylist Academy that you have. Oh, so the French Stylist Academy is like a love project, right? Passion project, I should say. So again, I teach hands-on balayage and in 2020, when we were shut down and we did not have access to hands-on education, um, it kind of got my wheels spinning of, okay, how can I deliver education to anybody in the country or in the matter of fact, in the world? I actually have a student from Stockholm. Uh, what, what is, where's Stockholm and Hall? Where is Stockholm at? Sweden. Sweden. Yeah. Sweden. yeah. Okay. <laughs> So I had a student from Sweden take my course. Um, and so that's really awesome. But what I did was I packaged up um, your fundamentals of the balayage, like basics, the foundation. And then I also was able to dive into um, highlights, low lights, melting, shading, blending. I was able to package everything I know about balayage into a six week course that you have for life. So you are able to, so sometimes when you take a balayage class, I feel like there's a lot of information thrown at you at once. I think it's important to take mm -hmm. hands-on classes, uh, but I feel like we, when you're, so balayage is 100% different from everything you were taught with foils or blonding. Because with foiling, how, what's the highest level developer you'll put in a foil? Most people are gonna say 20 volume. Well, right. I paint with 50 volume, even right. on blondes. And that blows people's mind. Another thing is how do we like our consistency of our foil lightener? We like it creamy, like a, like a pudding, like a whip. Uh, with clay lightener, it's more like cream cheese. It is thick. So it's very, very different in every aspect from the way you stand to the tools that you're using. So I kind of realized that people come in, they take a balayage class. And then they leave and some are still afraid or to go ahead and try it on clients. So what I did was I kind of wanted to close that gap. So yes, I think it's important to take a hands-on class, but I also wanted to create something that you can have at home that you can constantly refresh your memory. If you need to go back and rewatch the foundation of balayage module one, you can go and do that. If you needed to print up all of the guides and, uh, evaluations that I have in my course, you can do that because it's going to guarantee your success when you have that education every single day at your fingertips and to practice at your own pace. So I go live with people every six weeks or for six weeks of the program, but they are, have access to the program for life. Okay. So that is the French Dallas Academy in a nutshell. I go from starting out doing nothing with balayage to the basics, the fundamentals, the three key pillars, all the way to then how to stand out on social media as a balayage expert. Okay. In your area. Okay, cool. So you can get on the wait list for Nicole's um, classes on her bio link in Instagram. And yeah. then that goes to her link tree. And then there's um, the wait list. Yep. So if you join the French Lattice Academy wait list, I am opening the doors in September. So I'm really excited. My first round, we had 31 students. They were amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I can't wait to just, um, to just add to that.
to just inspire more people, to get more people creative, to get more people to stand in their own artistic vision by using hand painted balayage. You just have more freedom. And the reason why I say that balayage brings you high and higher demand is because no two stylists will ever paint alike because our visions are different. So I can teach you the same exact technique mm -hmm. as I teach their stylist, but you're gonna have different outcomes because your vision is always unique to what you're seeing. That makes sense. Now, what what is uh, like the going rate like in Pennsylvania, like where you're at? Is there like, and I, I know everybody's experience and expertise is different. So what do you, what do you what's your like your average ticket for a balayage? Client. So my so I charge hourly. I'm an hourly stylist. My hourly rate is 120. So I I generally do from start to finish two hours. So generally it's 240. Um, if I feel like I work very fast, um, balayage also allows you to be fast and efficient. So I'm able to do big makeover, big transformations in just two hours. Um, so that's why I, I charge the rate that I charge. I feel like if it takes you longer, maybe, you know, your rate wouldn't be there yet. I feel like you have to adjust to your, to your target market right. and to your, um, um, you know, your skill set and everything like that. But it is a way like clients don't, I feel like they don't want to come in and sit in the salon for five hours anymore. No, they don't. Just to have the same results. So like, so you're trying to complete a balayage look, but it's taking you, you know, three, four hours, whenever they can come to a stylist like myself and get um, haircut, balayage, toner, the pictures out the door in two, who do you think they're gonna, who do you think they're gonna choose? So this yeah. just really puts you more in control of your timing so that you can make more money. You're faster and efficient. Your clients are getting customized looks, but you, but they don't have to sit in your chair for four hours. That, yeah, is, I, I hear, I mean, because, you know, I'm new and I'm doing the foils and I'm a little bit yes. slow. And then people are like, oh, my God, they'll stand up and they'll be like, oh, that was a lot of sitting. And I'm like, oh, yeah, so with balayage, it's so much faster. You're taking bigger seconds. If you just seen the reel I posted today, you know, don't be afraid to paint big with balayage. This is why I'm able to complete an entire balayage paint in 20 minutes because you're taking much larger sections because with balayage, you're thinking about depth as much as you're thinking about the light. And that's something you do not learn with foils. With foils, it's just all about the light and putting those blonde highlights in. With balayage, it is just as important for you to learn about depth and where to keep depth to how to make that movement and shine and to really accentuate the pleasing features of your, um, of your look you're going for. Yeah, I mean, I, I've definitely like learned that, that you can't, you can't, have, can't have light without the dark. That's right. Because um, then she's now, muted. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Now you're, you, you obviously dialed in your stories, but like your brand photographer, my business partner does branding photography. So I was, do you have a photographer that you work with? Like how, cause you have so really I good do, branding. I, I do actually have a um, photographer that I use for like my photo shoots. Um, her name is Abby Tyler. She's local in, in my area and I use her for all of my, um, all of my professional photo shoots, but all of my branding, I created myself on Canva. Good for you. Yeah, and it helps so. when you have those great, like way to go Abby for like awesome photos to work with. Right. Yes, yeah, it, makes it makes it, it such a, a big easier. difference. And I'm able to do all of my, like I absolutely love Canva. If you're a business owner or just a hairstylist in general, I think it's like a hundred dollars for the year. It is like worth its weight in gold for what you can do with Canva. Yeah, for sure. 
I'm a graphic designer and I 100% oh, yeah. yeah that's what I went to college for I went to school for graphic design which I did for 20 I years I would love that. So, I mean, like, I feel like I would, because it's creative, right? It's a creative yeah. outlet as well. So of course, like, but that would, that's going to serve you so well in the hair industry and for your podcast and for your business, because you're able to fully, I feel like if you have good branding and good branding and messaging, you can build an amazing business. Yeah. Boom. Drop the mic. We'll leave it there. Drop the mic. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, you were an awesome guest, Nicole. Thank you for letting me interview you and share and share your expertise. And and I'm going to take copious show notes. Um, I, my workflow is I go back and I listen because I hear so many like golden, you know, nuggets from you and I appreciate that. And I know it's a, a great resource for everybody out there listening. So thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I was so excited to be on my very first podcast. So hopefully this is my first of many. That's yes. my goal. And, and you can have your own podcast. Yeah, actually, like one day I'm thinking that I will. Not anytime soon, but I, it's definitely been placed on my heart. And I'm like, you know what? I think maybe I will one day. I just don't know what the topic is going to be. I don't know what I want to make it about. Yeah, you can make the topics a demographic. It can be about anything. I have so many other top like podcasts swirling in my head that I want to do because yeah. I want to keep them like very specific. So I'll meet somebody cool and I'm like, but you have to be a cosmetologist. Like this is only like I only interview cosmetologists on this one and I'm yeah. like I'm trying to like stick to my boundaries and not like yeah <laughs> yeah boundaries are so important absolutely yeah, yeah. So. well thank you so much Nicole you're welcome thank you so much for having me I hope that you enjoy the rest of your day yeah all right awesome bye right. thank you bye awesome. bye that's the end now we're on to the next one